You are now tuned in to the People's Podcast Show. What's goody, what's goody, what's good, everyone? This is the 54th episode of the People's Podcast Show. Um, We appreciate you for tuning in to another week of the shenanigans. Um, Very happy to be here. Damn, 54. I didn't even know we were at 54 already. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to be here with the homies. Before we get started, we should let you know who we are, I guess, right? That would be nice. Yes. Um, Oh, I am your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. And it's your boy Batman oh not Batman it's Batman it's your boy HJ on the mic (laughs) hey everybody it's Amber Nicole here once again thank you so much for tuning in to the 54th episode of the people's podcast um if you're new here typically the first segment of every show is happy hour if you are true to this you are the OG homie um as you know we're gonna raise our plastic cups here and give a cheers Cheers. Before we start clink, 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 discussing clink, clink. the discussions, um, happy hour, if you don't know, is where we sit around for a few minutes and catch up with one another. We talk about our weeks. We talk about our weekend. We may have some bad things to talk about, some good things to talk about, um, wherever, whatever they may be. We put it all on the table. So with that being said, anybody want to go first today? I will go first. Um... So my weekend was very, very um, productive and reassuring. Um, my Friday, like I like I always, I can't remember what happened on Friday. I can't really, ha- really um, remember what happened on Friday. Um, Saturday, I went to a um, branding brunch, which was very, very informing. Um, the networking was very crazy. And um, the information that was given was great. So I can't wait to um, the 2020 version of the networking brunch because it was just like something that I would have never thought that I would have ever been to. Mm -hmm. And it would and it was something that I felt like um, I needed at that exact time. Who put that event on? Um, one of my good friends out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, uh, the CEO owns a brand called Muse Branding. Nice. Uh, it was the name of the brunch is called Believe Build Brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole premise of it was more so about like how, why wait to the next year? To start your vision board Mm -hmm. when you can start your networking with the people in the surrounding circles right then and there. Sure. So it was very, very dope. Um, It was like it it like it really enlightened me on a lot of things that I really that I knew, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know as well. Like I really I guess I assume on Sunday um, I. What did I do on Sunday? I went to church. I went to early morning service because, because I'm really trying to do this whole look, this three months of going to church because, you know, um, on the episode that our brother um, P. Dot was on, he, he, he did say that um, it takes 21 days to build a habit and it takes 90 days to build a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really trying to be fulfilled with nothing but <laughs> what? Your boy Paulie. Paulie. Fire. Mm-hmm. Right. 
true as hell. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I just um, I'm building a lifestyle in terms of like going to trying to go go to church because if I could get ready and go out to the club and get up and go to work, mm-hmm. then I can go to the um, I'll go to church. Absolutely. Um, and it's more so every time I've been going to church, it's been more so a a enlightening experience. Um, so I feel I've been feeling good. Um, afterwards, I went to brunch with. Uh, Miss Asia Michelle and my bestie and it was very very good uh, one thing I feel like I'm noticing is I'm tapping I'm tapping I'm tapping what's happening what's tapping I'm tapping into um, my calling mm. and something happened at the brunch that really made me stand up and I made sure that I had to like hold my people down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really, it was good. Y'all about to fight? No, it was more so at no. the brunch. What happened? Like a young man walked into the spot, and he was selling candy. And I was like laughing because I'm like, he about to ask me for candy, uh, ask me for money for candy, and I do not have the money oh, for it. Man. And the owner of the establishment like really like tried to push him out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I saw him push put I saw her push him out. Push physically? Like put her hand put her hand him. her oh, hand. Oh really? Yeah. So, he was a young black man? Yes. yes. Oh. And we were at the Cassidy and Right. That's why I'm like, y'all was at the Cassidy, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> So it was just and like she, was she a Caucasian yeah. woman? Okay. Right, mm-hmm. persuasion. So it was mm-hmm. just like more so like like she was like, I'm gonna call the cops on you and I'm like, Nah, you're not about to do that in this area mm-hmm. and then have him sure. have to go to jail. Sure, and sure, sure. The, and we know the reasons why people go to like sell candy mm-hmm. because they're really trying to support different um philanthropies that they're they're trying to raise money sure, for. Sure, sure. Or they're or trying they're trying to do candy makes money. Right. makes money. Right. So it was we just called like, it going on tea back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So um when I saw her on the phone, I'm like, nah, she's not about to do that because it's not going to be in my eyesight that mm-hmm. this young man is going to really be going to jail. Right. So, um, as he stood at the, the, um, welcome desk, I like brought him outside. I'm like, let me talk to you for a second. I like kind of schooled him on different things. And I'm like, yo, it like, do you really want to do this? And he like gave me his background without even talking about like a lot. We, I'm no, I know a lot of, a lot, I know a lot about him mm-hmm. And it made me feel Really more um, Happy that I got up Because it was only two Black people, two black males In there and I felt like I was mm. one of which That got up because I really didn't Want to see that right, right, right. So when I came back in and the cop was like Yo, were you the one that called And I looked at him like Oh the cops were called cop. mm-hmm. so Oh no. The, the first time she said that she was just playing with him Just, just to get him out The yeah. second time she said she really had the cop because he was staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they came, it was just like more so, were you the one that called? And I'm like, I looked at him like, are you stupid? Like, why would I call the cops on him? Like, mm-hmm. do you, am I afraid? And his premise was more so like. He's soliciting and stuff like, like that. Like, she did. Like, I would have gotten out. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to put her hands on right, me. Right, right. And the reason why I stood at this desk was because she I didn't, put, I didn't, oh, I see. I, I didn't want her to lie. Yeah, on yeah. So it was like a good thing that he knew that there were some people that saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, it was a great <clears> time. Um, <laughs> when I was walking to my car, 
like every nothing happened to him. Like the cops didn't press charges, nothing like she didn't press charges, nothing like they didn't arrest him. But when I was walking to my car, he was like, uh, you wanna buy some candy now? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> because at the time I was like, yo, I got money for you, I'm gonna buy candy for you. Just, sure. He was like, You wanna buy some candy? I was like, my man, yo, you should have took that me. that up. Like you, you could have took me in my off up, up on my offer before, but I only got three dollars. Here you go, take this job. Right, right, right. Like, first of all, let me teach you about like school how to how to um sell this stuff. Like you were selling two for five. That's I mean, how they do. Like they upcharge like a month. Right, this is gummy Welch's The gummy Welch's, biz. yes, they all I'm sitting up here like, yo, I could go to the corner store and get one bag for two ninety nine. Why would I buy right. for whatever? I but know somebody that do that in the malls. He a grown man and he go to he go to the malls every weekend upstate New York and sell candy like that. They and probably make a make a killing too. I'm telling you, he come back after one day six hundred dollars. Sure. But I mean nonetheless, um it was a great weekend. I like my week was even better. Um, stay tuned to my word on the street because I have some, some a word that we we all are cringing for. Mm. Um, but yo, like this weekend was really really good. Um, I can't complain at all. I have um, air in my lungs and I have mm-hmm. strength to move my limbs, so mm-hmm. I don't complain at all. And that's my happy hour. Hallelujah. Good so what's up with y'all? Um, for me, Friday is a blur. I don't remember it. I was trying to look back at my camera roll to see if I... You ain't taking no pictures. I think I took a picture, but it was just, like, of me oh. in the car. <laughs> so, I don't know what happened on Friday. Yeah, you wasn't speeding out I was now. out somewhere, because apparently I gave my sister my credit card. Ooh. Oh, and she charged it. Yeah, like, I see, I took a picture of my credit card and gave it to my sister. Alright. Um, you take a you took a picture of you giving it to her? I took a picture of my credit card number, I remember. Um, and sent it to my sister. So I don't know what else happened after that. Um oh I purchased tickets for Millennium Tour twenty twenty. Mm. Um I'm excited. It's a bunch of um myself, my sister, um and uh cousins my sisters and my cousins go on we bought another ticket for my baby sister because you know like i'm like even though she got a job like you know she can't afford it and plus um her 21st birthday is coming up next weekend so that's gonna be her birthday gift Damn. Um, so she know she getting it no she don't know well when she hit this episode yeah she will she kind of <laughs> asked me like did you buy a ticket for me and i was like no well she probably like yes you did but anyway so <coughs> excuse me <coughs> Um, Saturday, I also had the pleasure of going down to the city of brotherly love. And sisterly affection. Okay. (laughs) I love Philly. Philly is my other home. And I was able to attend the Believe Bill brand, the brunch. First of all, that food was good. (laughs) They had shrimp. Mm -hmm. Yo, the French toast. I heard that French toast. I never saw French toast like that. So thick. I didn't have it because I'm not a fan of like sweet stuff like that. But everybody was raving about it. It was just like, it it was like a bread Mm -hmm. pudding. Like bread pudding it looked like, yeah. But it was like French toast style. And Mm -hmm. everything was flavorful. 
Like everything the chicken, from the pasta. The sh- yeah. Oh, you had the chicken? I had well, the well, chicken. yeah, you took my chicken. I took, but mm-hmm. The chicken, oh, the shrimp, <laughs> the bacon. Oh, they had all kind of the bacon. The bacon was nice and crispy. Um, the grits was good and thick. The eggs were nice and fluffy. My God, the pasta salad was good. It was just very, very nice, you know. It was very nice. And um, I really appreciated my time there. I was glad that I actually went um, and was able to attend because it really, like, just gave me the battery in my back to get my creative juices flowing again. Um, I've been That's able, amazing. Yeah, like, I'm ready to go. Like, and it's not even just, I want to start now, like, with things that I'm trying to do, which I am going to start low-key, you know, just getting everything in order. But 2020 is just, I just see so much on the horizon. I was just telling Joe, like, I was on the phone with him. I don't know if it was that day or the day uh, after. And I'm like, oh, I got a letter from the IRS. And I had to remember, mm-hmm. oh, it was the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got a letter from the IRS. I'm like, oh, God. Like, but I forgot that I had to renew my whole um, 501c3. Um, I had to do my paperwork and stuff because it was year in and they was just sending me my letters telling me like, okay, you know, you still, you know, your 501c3 status is still, you know, in in action. Do what you got. So I'm like, yes, Asia, you forgot you had a non-profit girl. You better get out here and start helping these pe- people. Stop <laughs> like get yourself out here and start helping these people like you want to. Right. So, um. Just so many ideas, just so many connections. I was very glad that um, they addressed mental wellness and mental health there because um, it was very amazing. And there was a the first part of the program where he had us recite like this purpose. That's one thing I wasn't to say. Yeah, I looked over to age. Yeah, it touched me so much. Age just started crying. I, I was like, "Was y'all crying?" I was she crying. Was, I felt like she was triggered. I said, "Oh God, I gotta go to teach this <laughs> <No>. stuff." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that I was triggered, but it just was something that I needed to say to myself. Oh, yeah. You know, like okay. I I had to let go of guilt and, sure. you know, forgive myself for feeling like a failure or okay. saying that I can't do something, you know, not believing in myself and know that I am enough. Because that's a lot of the, the reason why I don't, you know, pursue a lot of things because I always second guess my abilities but it's like Asia one thing when the guy was telling us how to feel it like to file a 501c3 and he wrote down all the steps and I'm looking at it and I'm like is this exactly what you, what did, you did by yeah. yourself and this man this man uh you know people pay him to do that for, for them mm-hmm. right. but this man and, and and you sat and did the whole thing on your own and the same paperwork that I should, that he had in the back I said Joe this is the paperwork I just got in the mail right it's the same thing, and I was I felt accomplished, and then that, at that point, that's when I, you know, acknowledged, and I was like, Asia, you got this. Like whatever it is that you want to do, you could do it. You don't got to second guess yourself. You did it before. You will continue to do it. So, I appreciated that a lot. Um, Sunday, uh, woke up, went to um because after Saturday, oh, we did go out Saturday night. Went to the cast. Um, we went Saturday to night. oh yeah yes, 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 we went to the book signing. To my brother, my brothers, yeah. right, and that was very nice. It was like a live music, spoken word type of event. His name is Reek, right? Um, Tariq Calloway, right? Tariq Calloway, author of a new book. And I honestly, when he got up and started doing the poetry, I'm like, Joe, you didn't tell me this man do spoken word. Like, this is my shit. Like, yeah. I love this. And I spoke Shout to him, to you, and I'm glad. Um, 
he knew who I was. I met, this was my first time meeting him, but I guess because he listens to the podcast and everything, he, um, you know, greeted me and was like, y'all, I appreciate you for coming. And I'm just like, how you know me? But not in my head, I ain't say that. But I was like, oh, he listens to the podcast. But I, I felt very welcomed. Um, the energy in that place was benevolent. So I'm appreciative of spending my weekend um, with you, Joe. Thank you um, for that. Amber, I totally missed you. I oh. know that I I missed you. I would have loved for you to be there. But I definitely would have loved to be there. It sounds yeah. like you guys had a hell of a time. It was it a was, good time. It honestly. was the energy in both places mm-hmm. was like very, very mm-hmm. like calm. And like, you know how when you be in some certain places and you're like, you get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it wasn't none of that. It was none of that. Mm-hmm. The energy like was so everybody, good. I just felt like everybody in every place that we went to, mm-hmm. we were feeding off of each other. And yeah. it was like, not a lot. Of, yeah. Like, I'm not soaking in too much of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm, even I'm they were like, it. even at the, the, the brunch, there were like deaf people there. Mm-hmm. He had a translator and it was just like, they were like loving it yeah and it was like they were receiving this information they got up and they asked questions you know because everybody at the some people had like the interpreters and everybody took turns the ones that could hear and knew sign language they would take turns just like interpreting Mm -hmm. and doing sign language throughout the thing so everybody was able to soak up the information and it was good to see you know um the people who are the deaf you know that deaf table they were able to interact too as well ask questions and yeah. giving their two cents and stuff so that was like that was awesome um i forgot what else i wanted to say but uh shout out to pj owens for um being as amazing who he is as he is that setup um his whole table his merch everything was just so like it was just so I don't know how to say it correctly, but in my head, it's like eloquent. Like, you know, it was just perfect. Everything had a purpose. The color scheme, the placement, everything. So shout out to PJ Owens for just being the amazing person that he is. That event was everything, and it was everything for me. Sunday was brunch, right? Brunch happened on Sunday. I definitely did something Sunday evening. You want to go see um, Aubrey? I went to go see Aubrey Sunday evening. Shout out to my baby Orbs. Um, Orbs. Yes, she will be one in a couple weeks. So we in a in the, in the midst of like planning her first birthday party. Aww. Yes, cute yeah. baby ever. That's my baby. <laughs> um, Monday, I've stayed home because with me gallivanting throughout the weekend and probably the week, you know, I just got sick. I became hard. Not wearing a sick. coat. All right. Okay, thank you for telling my business. Um, so I got sick. I was home Tuesday. Not wearing a coat. All right, Joe. Thank you. It's my happy hour now. Okay. Um, I got sick, whatever. I ended up going to the emergency room the next day and got myself together. So I'm recuperating at the moment, feeling a lot better than I did. Um, work has been work. Um, yesterday, did I do anything? No. You yes, I did. See- what I did yesterday. You went to the bright mm. side. Oh yes. Oh yes. Went to uh, Bright Side <laughs> for Wednesdays are for you, which is an event that's thrown by P Dot. Um where he performs in front of an intimate crowd. How was it? It was nice. Um um I, I mean it's always a good time with P Dot, so shout out to him. Um he does his thing when he does his thing. And today I'm here recording this, you know, fabulous podcast 
with my friends drinking wine, which is something we have not done in a long time. I know, y'all be drinking hard liquor. Not y'all. <laughs> <laughs> not y'all be doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm here. It's Thursday. <clears throat> You know he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's doing a God new is thing. doing a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with y'all. I'm done because I'm not saying no right. more because he is doing it. Right. He's doing a new thing up in these parts. Okay. Amen. What's up um, with you, Amber? Y'all crazy. Not sure. Well, first and foremost, I would like to say congratulations on um, a very. Um, I, it what, what seems to me a very holistic weekend oh, and, yeah. and healing mm-hmm. and enlightening, um, insightful weekend. Like I'm jealous, and I wish I was there. Um, very happy that you guys mm-hmm. were able to a have some time together mm-hmm. without me there. Mm-hmm. Um, b <laughs> no, I'm not being funny. I'm being I'm being so serious. <laughs> Joe laughing. I don't know why he's laughing. <laughs> I'm being serious. Um. I think it's important for us as a group to have those moments mm-hmm. when two people get to bond mm-hmm. over something. And I'm just really happy that y'all had like that moment. Yeah. Um, two, shout out to Reek. I forgot that his event was this mm-hmm. weekend too. Um, I'm glad that that was also a success. Um, Joe, shout out to you for uh, standing up for the young black man in the mm-hmm. Cassidy um, as they tried to make him another statistic so to speak i guess um that's amazing i'm i'm really happy like it makes me happy to hear that you guys had like a wonderful time they really like genuinely like it really makes me happy i got a Um, a drink name after me too did you yeah yeah what is it called joe b heard Mm -hmm. oh really what is the drink we don't remember no i got a picture of it it's not my happy hour it's yours (laughs) (laughs) i wish you remember that last Uh (laughs) time You had forgot just a couple minutes ago. About two and a half, three minutes. Ooh, the man had a few things to say. Jesus. Telling my business. Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. Um, so my weekend um was pretty dope. I Went down to the state of Virginia. Yay. Hmm. Um, drove down with the homie, my best friend, Alicia, and baby Ava. Um, we spent the weekend with my other best friend, Tiffany, and her son, Preston. And um, we were supposed to have friends, miss. It didn't quite go down that way. If you ask my friend Alicia, she was calling me the Grinch who stole friend miss, friends, miss the whole oh. weekend. Yes. But we going to have I another friends, why. miss. It ain't nothing real. Um, we gonna have another friends miss um, uh, in like two weeks, so hopefully things go I'm as coming. planned. You you are more than welcome. Um, it's actually gonna be up here, so Tiffany, Tiffany will be here for Christmas. So, um, yeah, friends miss. Friends miss was cool though. Like I enjoy. I just I I'm, at that point I needed some time away, mm-hmm. and I just needed you know. A moment or two to not think about all of the worries that I have here mm-hmm. and um, that's exactly what I did um, Preston and Ava were Twilando the entire time Ooh, they should have been um, the Gr- Grinches who stole they were the Grinches like they <laughs> were bu- 
gang. Like, <laughs> it ain't, I, it, yeah. Um, there was one instance where my friend Alicia said, all right, it's cleanup time. <laughs> and Ava said, okay, it's make a mess time. So when kids do shit like that, it's just like, mm, what can you really do, right? Make um, a mess Not time? make a mess time. That is the exact words that that young woman said. Um, <laughs> what right. did she do after? Made a mess. <laughs> like, what do you expect? <laughs> what do you think? Okay, it's make yeah, a mess time. It's make a mess time. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're three and they're two. Ava's going to be three a month from today today's actually her dad's birthday happy birthday jay um preston is going to be three in june june 10th so they're right behind one and they're god brother and god sister so you know they're like a little tag team you know but nonetheless it was a great time um you know we got to bond and drink a little bit um you know when you got kids running around you really can't do too too much they don't go to sleep early no sleep what is sleep? No, I don't want it. Exactly. I want my child to be <laughs> No. It was literally human birth control. Like, I'm not even being funny. Like, mm-hmm. they was wilding. Mm. But anyways, those still my babies. Um, Other than that, the drive home was trash because I, I had to drive home. So, I got the nighttime drive. That was not fun at all. Um, Work this week was... It was cool, um, you know, like, so far. Um, we had some crazy, 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 crazy stuff going on in my city um, this week. I'm going to get into that a little bit later um, in, in other news. But um, that, you know, kind of was the catalyst for how the rest of my week has been going. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take a day on Wednesday because I just couldn't, like, you know, literally and i just needed to i guess reset from that Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people um received those events differently Mm -hmm. um and for me it was just you know i really like i literally could not move off the couch um so i you know i had to really like digest what was going on in in the town Mm -hmm. um but back to work today and we had our like department party that was trash Mm. Um, <laughs> it was. Um, you know, back there tomorrow, and they then, no good food. No, it's like the same thing every year, like baked chicken and uh. steamed vegetables and rice. They better stop playing with me. Not in a and store. sodas. Ooh, and cookies from the Portuguese place. No, nice. it's from the people who gourmet dining. GDS. Oh. It's not. It wasn't good. Um, um. but anyways. Um, any time out of the office is fine. So, um, other than that, look, I don't even know what I'm doing this weekend. Like this weekend and next weekend are really popular. Mm -hmm. Everyone is seeming to have an event and I I feel like I've said yes to all of them. So (laughs) I don't really know what this weekend has in store for me. Um, I did a lot of relaxing this week, so I'm kind of ready to step outside a bit and turn up. I did go to PDOT's event yesterday with Asia. Mm-hmm. It was dope as usual. PDOT, if you don't know, he's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Always gives an amazing performance. Um, make sure you follow him on Instagram, P-D-O-T-M-M-R. I think that's his Instagram yeah. name. It should be. Um, but, yeah, other than that, i just been chilling, you know, vibing, you know, making like i did i did i do i will say Ooh. i i've i've mm, like how can i say this without saying it 
you know how you like uh, rekindle mm-hmm. a friendship or a relationship or whatever mm-hmm. like that kind of has been happening for mm-hmm. me and over the weekend it was like super lit for me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I'm in a very like happy space mm-hmm. and I ain't even here in a long y'all know my That's <laughs> y'all know y'all know I be stressed over I these know. niggas it's like a you are euphoric feeling. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's a oh that oh that was good, JoJo. Mm-hmm. I like that one. It's good. Euphoria. Right. Like That's oh, like, I can be here again. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Wow. Well, so maybe I'm happy. I might. You know. <laughs> I'm happy right now. That, I'm real happy. That's what it is. So. You know, sometimes 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 you feel like when things are going it's shaking the table it feels like in that earthquake is never going to end Big but things. i'm happy that you are able to see the bright side of it you know Thank yesterday you, was a full moon it was and, and they know. said a lot about that 12 12 full moon at 12 12 a.m this morning mm-hmm. there was uh, there was a meme not a meme but this girl i know she tweeted like all the all what that full moon meant and what's going to come in 2020 and all that. So, uh, oh, shout, oh my God. Shout out to my other best friend, Antoinette. Today is her 30th fucking birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Anto was on the show not long ago. Happy birthday, Anto. We love you. Turn up. She's in Cape Verde right now. Yes, living uh, her best fucking life. Um, I would have gotten shot if yeah. I didn't say that. So, yeah, that was my happy hour. Do you guys have anything else before we move on? Okay, so that was a long happy hour, but you know how things go Mm -hmm. on the show. So uh, typically after happy hour, we get into what we like to call the socials. And if you um, have been listening for the last few episodes, you know that we have upgraded, so to speak, our Mm -hmm. social segment into three separate segments um, of which each of us is responsible for. So anybody... Have a preference on who wants to go I'll, first? I'll go. And I want to get this out the way. Okay, so Asia, um, do you want to introduce the segment? Sure. Um, so my segment of the segment is <laughs> <laughs> giving you all the tea. Um, basically the bullshit that you'll see on your social media that really, um, some things are important. You know, a lot of them are not. I have a mix of that today um so this is the celebrity news portion of the socials and i'm your homegirl miss asia michelle listen so um first things first i do want to recognize and say rest in peace to um young rapper juice world who passed oh, yeah. away rest in peace. um and <coughs> if you guys have been following up with the story um he just turned 21 about a week a little bit over a week ago he was um in the airport when he suffered a seizure and um, passed away suddenly after. Um, there have been reports that he had ingested a lot of pills. On really? Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, some were saying, like, he was on Percocet, and uh, some were reporting that, you know, he was uh, he took a couple pills on a plane, but they didn't know what they were. And then there was news that oh, he was taking Percocet because the uh, pilot of the plane uh, alerted authorities that the people on that occupied the private jet had drugs and guns and mm. stuff. And so, in a panic. It was reported that Juice World ingested these pills to hide them from the police. 
Damn. Um, That's the story. That's what that is what has been said. Um, when they landed the plane, their bags were searched. There was seventy pounds of marijuana that mm. was found, um, and two guns bo- belonging to his security, and they were arrested for that. Um, however, I'm just reporting that there was a statement provided by his mother to TMC. Her, his mother's name is Carmela Wallace. And she she made a statement today saying, we love Jared, that was his name, Jared, with all of our hearts and cannot believe our time with him has been cut short. As he often addressed in his music and to his fans, Jared battled with prescription drug dependency. Addiction knows no boundaries and its impact goes way beyond the person fighting it. Jared was a son, brother, grandson, friend, and so much more to so many people who wanted more than anything to see him defeat addiction and he did acknowledge that he was um you know dependent and addicted to pills um and drugs and things like that on social media i remember he tweeted when he had gotten to like an altercation with his ex-girlfriend and he wanted to apologize he was saying how you know i just want you back and i promise you i'm giving this up <clears throat> he's been in interviews saying how a lot of his freestyle and his music is not just you know things he's saying because that's cool to talk about it like that's really mm-hmm. his life so he knew that he had a problem and he was he was battling it and you know drug addiction also, um, that's part of the reason why I stress mental um, wellness so much on this show because it is very important and it could happen <clears throat> to anybody. It, it, he was very vocal. Like sometimes some of his music, some would say, was very dark because he would talk about how, you know, he would feel like he had, um, I can't remember the words that started with a T, but basically like demons, like mm. they terrorizing him, like torment <clears throat> in his brain. And I'm like, when people feel like that, they go to whatever they can go to to try to relieve that or try to get away from it. And that's why I want people to be very mindful about what, how you feel about things, what makes you feel a way, tend to your mind. Because I'm telling you, it can, it can, it controls your moves and what is going to happen to you, and it can ail on you physically, so when you become dependent on things. Right. Um. So again, rest in peace to Juice Well. I um, it was just so so sad to me to see that young man, um, go through that. I mean, right. and, and, and things ended that way. Mm-hmm. Um. How in. Lighter news. Uh, congratulations to Zozi Beanie Tunzi of South Africa yes. for becoming Miss Universe 2019. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to her. Um, and I think right now, like Miss Universe, Miss USA, Miss, Miss America, USA, and Miss America, yeah, all, black, all women. black women. So. I am just so proud of that. So if you guys want to know more about Zozi Beanie Tunzi, um, she 
well, you can find her at Miss Universe, number one. Yeah. Um, because that's who she is. And then you'll get to see a lot of her journey. She takes so stunning photos, by the she way. She's beautiful. Beautiful. I loved her haircut. I'm like, ooh, girl, I was trying to grow my hair out, but I think I'm going to cut it low again because yes. I need it to look like this. And I love that she didn't put on weave or she didn't put no. a wig on. Like, she like, nah, y'all going to put this crown on my my TWA. I know, exactly. Okay. And that's exactly what she did. I loved I her questions. Her her Yes. She killed. I wanted her to um, uh, quote one of her answers when she, um, she said, "What would she want?" Well, I guess it was like, "What would you want to be different, or what you would you want women to see in the future, or something like that?" And she said, "I grew up in a world where a woman who looks like me, with my kind of skin and my kind of hair, was never considered to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that it is." time that stops today i think that it is time that stops today i want children to look at me see my face and i want them to see their faces reflected in mine yes i thought that was beautiful um very inspiring and eloquently said so shout out to zozy tunzi you can actually follow her at miss universe and actually at zozy tunzi so at z-o-z-i-t-u-n-z-i um Shout out to you, beloved. I am so proud. I'm just like it makes me even more proud to be a black girl. Um, It's really lit, man. No, it's seriously, it's like the best thing on earth. I'm sorry if I sound really monotone today, guys. Like I said, I'm like trying to get back from being under the weather. So, um, all right, I'm gonna talk to y'all about some bullshit real quick. Um, so we have been covering on the show um, the whole April and Lil Fizz situation. I don't know if you guys have caught up on the first episode of the love and hip-hop hollywood reunion but that aired this week um there were some talks between um fizz jay bug and april about their relationship and about april and fizz's relationship and or how it affected the money for the tour or whatever so um you guys know that omarion ended up dropping the tour and the tour does not include b2k so you know i'm sure Jay Boog is tight about it. They talked a little bit about that. And while they were having this conversation, Fizz did a lot of denying the relationship between or the friendship between him and Omarion, basically saying, like, we was never best friends. You act like that's my boy. We was not brothers. Like, we was bandmates, blah, 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 and denying it or whatever. So, Monice, who is Air Fizzle's baby mother, who is also, um, not a character, but a cast member of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood posted on her social media in regards to how Fizz was basically denying the his interactions and f- friendship, quote unquote, with Omarion. So she posted in her Insta stories, I call it an iOS press release. My baby daddy just be telling lie after lie after lie. Omarion was at my son's fourth or fifth birthday party at Glow Zone. During his friendship with Omarion, he completely put Bug on the back burner. Never saw that man. I heard mention of his name shaking my head. Both Drew and I attended Omarion and 
April 2nd baby shower We came separately of course I attended a birthday party at their house For her after season one With Morgan Hartman And my baby daddy was there Omarion invited Drew and Cam to Disneyland After the release of his single with Chris Brown And Janae along with Chris And other fathers and their sons Them boys was friends My son referred to Omarion Then and now as Uncle O she even she even said to me in a text talking about April, Cammy's such a good boy. He already had been. Even when Drew used to bring him around <laughs> when me and O were together. That's what April said to Monice. What? She said, Cammy Cammy is such a good boy. He already had been. Even Cammie. when Drew used to bring him around when me and O were together. Oh god. So she acknowledges that there was a friendship between Omarion and Drew. And I mean, I feel like there was too. Even though y'all were separated for years, and when y'all came back to do this tour, y'all wasn't on good terms, probably because he found out that she was fucking with his baby moms. Mm -hmm. But, like, don't deny it to make yourself. Just say, like, yo, it happened. This is the bullshit I'm going to put. I, I know it looked bad. Because you got to know it looked bad. But you trying to cover it up. Like, just own your shit and walk in that shit. But anyway, that's all I have for the celebrity news portion of the socials. All right. So, Joe, do you want to introduce your set, your portion of the <coughs> socials? Yeah. So, I'm giving you nothing but the latest and only the greatest. Ooh. What's on the tube. <laughs> um, television, videos, YouTube, anything that's on the internet that I feel that is worthwhile watching. Um, in lieu of the holiday season, I'm going to disconnect myself from what's on the television tube and bring you um, what's the top 10 Christmas uh, movies. That's a must see. Or did I really see it? I mean, in the past. <laughs> so, no, I'm laughing at Joseph. So I did find myself like looking at the top 10 most rated movies that I felt like um, that meant a lot to me. Or um, did I really see it? I mean, or was I really looking at it because of the title and it was well known or like. Was it well known, but by the title? Um, so, um, what I have, and I'm gonna try to, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing different challenges, and I'm gonna challenge myself to watching the top 10 people's podcast movies for the Christmas season. Um, so on the next two episodes, I will challenge myself to watch all 10 of these movies and then give you a preview my unbiased opinion on what's on the tube um on what's on what 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 i felt my review was on these christmas movies so the, in no particular order i do have home alone I'm going to say the original Home Alone movie because everything after Home Alone 1, I was like, little mama, I don't want to call him little nigga, but. Oh. You heard me say little my man. Yes, who is little my man? My yeah. man, my man, you need to be on a leash. <laughs> you getting lost not one time. After the first time you got lost, I should have put you on a leash. Like you got how many brothers and sisters? You should have been on that damn little leash where they pulled you and why are you getting lost so many times? And then 
you so smart. Like, so I need to watch that again to get a little laugh. They um, there's a reboot coming too. Oh no, I won't watch that. That is too. <laughs> much. They got too many reboots. So I'm doing the um Santa Claus, the original Santa Claus with Tim and Allen. Yeah, that's my joint. I'm gonna watch that as well. Miracle on 34th Street. That should have been number one, my gang. Yes. Um, like I oh, said, you said it's in no order, right? No my order bad, particularly. So I'm going to do the. I'm going to do the preacher's wife. Um, I'm doing um, Best Man Holiday. Ooh. Um, Last Holiday with LL Cool J and Queen Latifah. So it's just like I'm trying to do a mixture. I trying see. to be culture. Mm-hmm. Um, cultured. I'm doing Holiday Heart. Yes, Holiday. Um, the Black Nativity. Um, I'm doing Holiday. I'm doing Nightmare on Night. Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, and then I'm going to bring it home with this Christmas. So I'm going to really try my best to no. I'm going to challenge myself to watch all of these movies and not fall asleep. Um, Ironically, like in the like in the past, I used to always fall asleep on movies, but recently I find them very intriguing. So right now I'm going to challenge myself, and I you guys. Have it recorded that I will be watching all of these by the 26th day of December. And the reason why I say the 26th, because the 25th uh, day of December falls on a Wednesday. So the 26th day, I will be, we hopefully will be recording. Yeah, we Uh will be here. And um, I will give you my last five that I watch. So stay tuned on what's on the tube. I'm going to give you my unbiased opinion, just like I said with Home Alone. There's a lot of stuff that I felt. Stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I felt like shouldn't or should have happened. Mm -hmm. But, you know, here we go. Ready, set, go. Oh, not ready, set, go. Stay tuned to the next episode of What's on the Tube. And I'll give you my unbiased opinion on the top 10 most rated people's podcast Christmas movies. That's a must see. So I'll see you next week. All right now. All right. Y'all short and sweet today. Um. (laughs) Okay, so uh, my segment or my portion of the socials is called In Other News, and I typically go over um, real life news, like things that are happening um, that I think we should all be abreast of. So um, I, I mentioned earlier that I really... I, I, well, a few episodes ago, I said that like my segment is always like the Debbie Downer. I'm always talking about something sad, um, but it would be really remiss of the podcast if we did not um, mention the tragic, unfortunate events that happened this past Tuesday um, in all of our hometown, Jersey City, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to keep it um, like as short as I can because it's, it ain't easy to talk about, right? Um but again, it would be extremely remiss of us not to mention it at least, um, and and at least mention um, the brave Jersey police officers mm-hmm. who lost their life and were injured and risked their lives um, mm-hmm. in this whole ordeal. So, first of all, um, just just to to make it super general right they're now calling this a domestic terrorist hate crime um according to Philip 
This is now a, a, a domestic terrorism act. Um, on Tuesday, there was uh, on the front page of the Jersey Journal they mm-hmm. called it a day of death. Um, as an extremely unfortunate event where um, this man, what's his name? I don't even want to say his name. Um, David Anderson. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. his fucking name. David Anderson um, and some broad that he was with. Mm-hmm. Um, decided to open fire on a new kosher grocery store mm-hmm. um, right in the heart of the hood mm-hmm. on Bayview and Jackson Avenue mm-hmm. um, in Jersey City. And prior prior to that, they killed Officer... Um, Detective Joseph Seals, rest in peace mm-hmm. to him. Um, our condolences, right, on the, on behalf of the show to his family. He was a father of five, mm-hmm. um, husband. Um, the story goes, the U-Haul van, and I'm going to make this short because, mm-hmm. you know, the U-Haul van that these people were driving was... Um, associated with another crime and this officer detective seals he was a plainclothes detective and Mm -hmm. he went up to them and he wanted to ask some questions Mm -hmm. clearly that went wrong he was shot in the head later died um once they killed him at bayview cemetery they drove one mile down martin luther king avenue Mm -hmm. um ended up at bayview and MLK opened the door, got the had the rifle in his hand, mm-hmm. and started busting. There are at minimum fifteen to twenty people walking mm-hmm. on Jackson, and I know this because as they released the the surveillance from the traffic camera, mm-hmm. and you literally see this man park the car, open the door, walk out ever so calmly with the gun in his hand, and just start busting at the door. Mm-hmm. And then the woman comes out of the passenger and she skips her stupid ass across the street right Mm -hmm. behind him. So apparently they killed everybody in the store, um, including the co-owner of the store, who was the woman who was killed. There was a 24-year-old, I think it's called rabbinical, Mm -hmm. someone who's studying to be a rabbi, Mm -hmm. 24 years old, trying to be a rabbi. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other person was a worker in the store. He was, uh, I forget his name. Um, I'll get their names in a second. but those are the three civilians that passed away. So now that's a four body count. And then the two um, suspects were killed um, from police fire. Mm-hmm. Right. So in total, there were six people um, who died from this horrific event. Um, in my opinion, like, you know, it's like at this point, it's kind of like, you know, like, what can you say kind of mm-hmm. thing? Um, one thing that they found on a note that was written inside the U-Haul van that he that he reportedly wrote was, I do this because my creator makes me do this and I hate who he hates. Mm. Um, so this was clearly a targeted event. The man had the gun and there like it's people walking, mm-hmm. right? If this was like I'm just wanna pop everybody kind of thing, like he would have killed the innocent mm-hmm. bystander. He like he was going for that store. Mm-hmm. Um and they say that he was um 
a part of the what do they call it the they expressed interest in certain hate groups such as the black hebrew israelites um but authorities believe that they acted alone not as part of any organization um and the new jersey attorney general actually declined to address that note that was found allegedly um Again, they shot and killed uh, Jersey City Detective Joseph Seals, who was a veteran of the force, I believe, of 22 years or something like that, or 16, something like that, 16 years, um, at Bayview Cemetery before they drove to the market where they walked in with guns drawn and killed three people. Oh, their names are Moshi Deutsch, who was 24, a Hasidic man who was visiting from Brooklyn, Mm. visiting from Brooklyn. Leah Minda Ferenks, 33, the co-owner of the kosher grocery with her husband, who was not present at the time, and Miguel Douglas Rodriguez, 49, of Jersey City, who worked in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace to those um, angels. Um, they say that the two suspects were killed following an exchange of gunfire. Um, that lasted over three hours. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is all happening directly across the street from a grammar school mm-hmm. of which children were inside. Mm-hmm. Um, every public school, every school in Jersey City was on lockdown till about 435 o'clock. Um, it's still a crime scene up there. This is actually it actually happened on my block that I live on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, drove past there the other night and it's just still a mess there was mm-hmm. cop cars going up you know baby was a one way mm-hmm. last night cop cars were going up baby mm-hmm. so it's like you don't even really know like mm-hmm. you know what's still going on what's not going on um two things i wanted to say i don't like how and i don't want to sound cynical mm-hmm. i just don't like how it's being reported that this area is a budding jewish community because mm-hmm. that is what the fuck it's not it's not never was never never will be mm-hmm. like yes they're here mm-hmm. um but this ain't no budding jewish the community, community right. at all and there are all the conspiracy theories and all the you know all oh, this was set up by this group of people because they want us out of jersey city and mm-hmm. all of these things and like i just want to say I am, this is me talking as am, this ain't me talking on behalf of the show. Like, anybody who is subscribing to these conspiracies, like, I just implore you to just do your research. Mm-hmm. Just just read something real from a, from a um, what's the word, a reliable source mm-hmm. before you go spreading false narratives. Because people believe these things in one second, mm-hmm. and then they spread it to their circles. And now it's like spreading like wildfire and it's false. Yesterday there was a picture of a man and a woman who they said were the shooters. Mm -hmm. And really that man and that woman were associated with something that happened in October. Mm -hmm. But yet these pic, this picture is now circulating through group chats and, Mm -hmm. you know, DMS and everything. It's just so dangerous to, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, right? Like share information that we don't know to be a hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. So, before we go, you know, like making these assumptions on things, just please like do your research and um, educate yourself. Right. Um, lastly, I just wanted to say, um, and this this should have been in Thriving While Black. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention Thriving While Black, but our segment Thriving While Black is where we want to acknowledge um, a pillar or pioneer of our community. Um, whether it be a black or a brown person, just someone who is doing amazingly good things. And um, 
there's a video there were there's tons of tons of civilian videos out there right which i think that's what fucked me up the most is that i'm watching these videos hearing these gunshots and it literally just sounds like war um but there was one video where a guy he's in an apartment building across the street from where um police officer raymond sanchez who's actually my friend that i've known since 2013 or so my boy like we used to work together and like i see him on the ground as he shot he that's the the officer that was shot in his shoulder um and the man in the video is like yo they shot the cop they shot the cop and then all of a sudden you see this woman police officer she's later identified as sergeant marjorie jordan um went over and got her officer and made sure he was out of gun the line of fire but her coming out of cover to go make sure he was good in my eyes that makes you a hero Mm -hmm. not only i mean raymond he's a hero too because you know they got cops on every corner now so he was one of the first Mm -hmm. responders and she came out of her cover to go make sure that her young officer because i think he's only been an officer for maybe like two years now Mm -hmm. um to make sure like that he was good and then to see her go over there pick him up they're running back for cover and you hear the gunshots again Mm -hmm. like they could have both been killed Mm -hmm. right there like that I just wanted to acknowledge both of them and acknowledge the entire, right, Jersey City Police Department, Bayonne mm-hmm. Police Department, NYPD was out there, FBI obviously was out there. Like, shout out to all of the first responders, Jersey City um, Fire Department, paramedics, EMT, everybody who was still risking their lives because the okay. gun, the guns were going off for three hours. So mm-hmm. in the midst of this, you still got to save lives and make sure that people are out of the way the tactical units all of that like shout out to all y'all and to all the motherfuckers that were making the jokes right all the motherfuckers millie rocking in the camera right all i'm saying is when it comes down to when you have to dial 911 and it's your mother or your sister or your brother or whomever just please remember the jokes that you was posting on facebook and and all the the nonsense the ignorance that you were spewing at this time. That's all I wanted to say. Yo, it's crazy because, um, I, like, I work in a city, and it's just, like, seeing that my city is posted as, like, it's a a war zone. A place that I grew up, uh, a, a place that I grew up from, like, for years, mm-hmm. it's looked like a, look, looking like a war zone. I'm like, well, dang, I, walk, I walked, and this place... Like, I'm like, wow. And then I'm looking at these officers, like, risking their lives. I'm like, wow. I probably don't know anybody on there, like, like that that's risking their lives. Like, the late Marjorie. Mm-hmm. I know her. Me too. I know her because I, like, th- that lady, I grew up watching her. Because my mother works for the city. And it's, like, more so, like, one of my best friends that I, well, that I grew up with is... Like, I see, like, her and my mother, like, are close. And I'm like, well, dang. Wow. Hmm. Shout outs to her. Like, damn. that It could have been, it could have been looked at in a different way. Absolutely. And then when I got home that night, my, like, my, my father was like, yo, your god brother was on the roof of Sacred Heart. Like, and I'm like, well, what? What the frick was he doing up mm-hmm. there? Oh, he was he was taking cover. They they called every police officer in Jersey City yep. to come, and I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like you said, 
those people that was wasn't taking this situation very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like this could have been anybody's it family. Been anybody, bro. Anybody like if he if this particular person felt attacked or felt like some like he felt differently about anybody in the surrounding area that could have been their family member. That's what I'm and saying. And today could have been their funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would have been a lot more people. Kill. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm watching the news too, right? Mm-hmm. And they, um, I, I mean, I'm no fan or no enemy of the black Israelites. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just making sure we hear you. Can you hear me? I think we do. Yeah, I think I, I can hear you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm no fan and no enemy of mm-hmm. it, but I'm watching it and it's like, I this guy because he's a black Israelite. Mm-hmm. Now on the news when I watched it, they started talking shit about the black Israelite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I right, cool, you know what I mean? They talked about two of the leaders. They mm-hmm. on trial. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck does that got to do with it? Mm-hmm. The guy, what those two people did is what they did. They right. didn't say I'm doing this for you know. For and the, they never said for sure. Right. That they were a part of that group. Right. Mm-hmm. So because they black is like now you're gonna say like all yep. black people yep. they, they down with all black people. Yep. Like I just like I say I don't like when the news takes things mm-hmm. and then they exactly. really just like what what does that have to do anything with yep. anything? You That's know, so those true. two idiots did what they did mm-hmm. and you have to hold them accountable. Right. For Not sure. their friends, their mother, their mm-hmm. cousins, right. or what school they go to mm-hmm. or what part of religious group they were you can't hold them. absolutely i was very, i was very, i was hoping the whole entire time that it was not someone of color yeah yeah, yeah. i was hoping it was some that it was not someone of color because i just felt feel like when it is someone of color they start poking they start poking at narrative. something like it's a narrative that i mean it may be true mm-hmm. but dad you you start to come in the the, the bag and they say well this was a drug dealer for years and you start coming for their family you start doing this and I'm sitting up here like well dad couldn't they have been doing it on for themselves own. right yep. could, could they have walked in there and did what they want on free will right mm-hmm. like, and it's just like dang like now everybody is looked at as a bad person because right. of these two people right like what they did and, and honestly they, that's what i was afraid of for it being like in it what it happened in the area that it happened i'm like then they're gonna turn this into this whole black people against the jews right and, the and that's right. not the case and that's not the it's case really sure, not. The people in that because deli, they were actually getting along yeah like the jewish community like there was a story like when they first got to jersey city right because everybody was like yo what are these jews doing in jersey city right and they did a story on how they're literally getting along with their neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there was a thing where they was leaving. Yeah, they were doing the whole, can we buy your house thing? And yeah, mm-hmm. y'all were very aggressive with it. But that does not warrant. You get what I'm saying? Like, that Anything doesn't warrant to to them. war. Right. Right. You know what I mean? This was definitely a solidary, <clears throat> you know, a solid, solitary, I should say, act on these right. two people. They decided to do that shit. And it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the New York Post and their front page was just so disheartening and so disrespectful. Um, I forget what it, exactly it said, but it basically was like, you know, this Jersey City war zone, mm-hmm. you know. Called them thugs. Thugs. Mm-hmm. 
What you mean thugs? Mm-hmm. What thugs? What thugs were they? Mm-hmm. Please enlighten us. Like the <sighs> rhetoric that they created. It was like, like as if you know? what happened wasn't enough fucking new. Right. You exactly. gotta add shit. You're to adding it. shit. And fucking up the already, you know, plagued community. Yes. Right. right. This this part yes. of Jersey City is already known as, you know, a little rough. Uh, yeah. But this shit ain't never happened before I right. tell you that much. Exactly. And you get what exactly I'm saying? What, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like You're making it seem like that shit happened. Like this normal. Like, like this normal. normal. Yeah. It's not normal. Say no normal shit. And I like, was glad that the rabbi of uh, whatever temple is like um, on Jackson, he came and he spoke and did an interview. And he, um, the guy, the the newscaster asked him, "Do you think that this has anything to do with you know the influx of you know yeah. people, the Hasidic community coming in?" And he was like, "No, because actually we've been here for a little while and we have a great relationship with the Jersey City." Some people community. be sending their kids to the store at eight, nine o'clock at night. Yeah. They walking down Bayview, walking to Liberty walk- State Park. <laughs> yeah, like they these people are not afraid. Gentrified over there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It ain't even like so, nice yet, yeah, and they right. don't give a fuck. Like they like, and it's crazy, it is what it is. Now that this is the story that this you know um, guy who's a part of or affiliated or believed in the black Israelites, they are running with this whole thing. But I'm like, play that interview of that man saying that that's not that's not our relationship with them. So because now people are gonna think like, oh, all the all black the, people. That's just like 911, right? Now, like you know, no highlight on that interview. But they not right. putting no highlight on that interview when he's saying that no, we have a good relationship with the community. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he said that you know we when we came here, you know, we wanted to make it known that we not, we're not here to, I guess, you know, cause any trouble. Sure. But he was like the living in in Brooklyn became expensive. Yeah, and they so had they to come to Jersey City. So. Like I said, y'all I trying to buy everybody out. Yeah. I ain't going to hold you. But, again, that does not warrant, right, right this. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about this was that um, I just read that um, the there's going to be a charity. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they're going to mm-hmm. um, assume the mortgage of, of Joseph, Joseph Seals. Oh, nice. So, that's dope. Um, their family like doesn't that. have to necessarily like worry about that. Um, they lived in North Arlington, so it's mm-hmm. going to be paid off by the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They'll hold a press conference on tomorrow um, at City Hall to formally make the announcement. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. Maybe that was it. Um yeah, maybe that was it. But like you guys said, like it was just like nine eleven. How you know the assumed guilt of anybody, and it's not even just like it was anybody. It could have been Hindi. It could have been Indian. Mm-hmm. It, like it was anybody who looked like mm-hmm. something that you were afraid of. Right. Again, and it's just like people are afraid of black people, right? It's the same mm-hmm. shit. And it's like at like at that point, what do you do? Yeah. Right? Like what do you do? Right. We already fucking plagued. Mm-hmm. We already black. Niggas people mm-hmm. already don't fuck with us. That's a fact. Right? So what do we do? Right. That's scary. It's fucked. <sighs> I mean, oh, before Jesus. we move on, I wanted to just um again commend 
all the police departments that and the officers and the first responders and you know um that came and showed out and not showed out but showed up and they really you know were prepared to protect this city like i saw the videos of them telling everybody to go in the go house, inside go and inside right. why are people outside which mm-hmm. i was thinking yeah so i i just saw that and i immediately became very proud um not only because i have family members of the jersey city police department i call i mean and when i heard this i immediately called my father to see if he was at work and my father was like nah i ain't over there right so i was thankful for that but um my uncle who's a detective for jersey city police department i couldn't get in contact with him for hours and i was very very like scared but he he um Reached out to us and just told us that he was good, but he yeah, was you out know, there. All we knew was that a cop got shot. Yeah, exactly. And that was for uh, a long a, time. A they didn't say white or black or right. Spanish or whatever. Nothing. It and was I, just a cop was shot. And I called. And then it was his, that cop died, right? right? And I'm so. calling everybody, like even his wife, and nobody couldn't. I'm like, oh my god, because my uncle, he been like, he's one of those plain clothes officers. So it's just like you never know. Um, but shout out to Detective Ronnie Gab Collington. I. I appreciate you and um, I pray for you and my daddy every day when y'all go out there and I'm thankful for y'all really am it takes a certain type of person to carry that you know when it's time to go just put on that like that that confidence or whatever take away that fear and just go into go mode like that seriously takes a like this, this, is, this is a normal tuesday like you see right you on a beat you like, chilling right, like you know and they was out there and i'm just like imagine how you just going for oh it's a regular day i'm at the job patrolling mm-hmm. so you gotta go all right it's go time like that switch like that, that shit was make, a movie they it's sign crazy. up for that, but they don't they sign don't up for, for that. that. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. They sign up to protect mm-hmm. you, but they sure. not anticipating that's that's shit. One, right. one that thing, was different. One thing I do usually say is, like, yeah, I'm not your usual pullover person that mm-hmm. usually get pulled over by a cop. But, like, when they pull you over, you got to make, you got to, yes, you may not, you may be the one that may lose your life, but they may lose their life as well. Absolutely. So, it's just like if you're gonna yes you may hate them but abide by the law so y'all could both go home to y'all right. family so it's just like yo like just like uncle ryan just like everybody's been saying it's just like yo we didn't sign up for this they didn't sign up for they signed up for it but they didn't sign up for it right. like yo come on that was that was mm-hmm. that was that was nothing i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. right so ever. it's just like so it's just like yo in order for them to go right on jackson avenue right in the hood like that's the that's crazy when i saw that sacred heart i'm Mm -hmm. like wait a minute Mm -hmm. no and then i'm at work watching it on somebody's facebook live right and then i hear no bullshit like i hear live 30 shots right Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know me and my coworker, like is that guns Mm -hmm. like is that shots we not even realizing Mm -hmm. what's going on Cause we're you know a town away, mm-hmm. and you see people like putting statuses like yo, it's a shootout right now in Jersey City. But you know sometimes that's normal in Jersey. Like you know what I'm saying? Like not, sometimes that's some regular right. shit. But then right. when you see status after, I'm like, wait, let me go on CNN, let me go on NJ.com, let me see like what's really happening. And then not, not for nothing, like Jersey City Police Department. Let's say in comparison to like Bayonne, mm-hmm. right? JCPD kind of laid back. I ain't gonna hold mm-hmm. you. We know them. It's our friends. Mm-hmm. And for it to have ta- like for it to have want somebody to have been killed in such a crazy like execution like mm-hmm. 
you shot this man in his head. You wanted to kill him mm-hmm. type of manner, right? To see your friend is shot. See your friend, your literal friend shot. Like, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That's different. It's, it's crazy. Um, But praise out to everybody. And um, it was terrible. And I'm just glad that these people have been, how they say, neutralized. Them niggas dead as they fucking should be. Like, that is what they said, though. They said neutralized. I ain't know what that meant. But that's really one of them things, like, they shouldn't be dead. Yeah. I mean, like, they should be punished Mm -hmm. and feel the fucking effect of what they did. Because I kind of feel like when they, I mean, if they go on on this whole religious thing that they believe in, Mm -hmm. they kind of prepare themselves to die, you know? And I just feel like, but... You had to know you was going to die after you killed mm-hmm. a, a, a detective. Like, and mm-hmm. apparently he was, like, really respected in the city. Mm-hmm. And, like, you had to you had to have no... Like, when it was first happening, we were just like, yo, what was your plan waking mm-hmm. up today? You know? And where did they get them damn guns from? That was some... The, they when were you, homeless. Mm-hmm. When you, they were homeless. Yes. Wow. They were supposed to have been living in that van. Wow. You didn't see the And it was a pipe bomb in the, the van girl. too, by the way. No. The girl had a condo and everything. Oh, oh, and yeah. oh then she went dark, they said, right. like after right. she met they, him. Right. And he was homeless. They be they became homeless. And mm. so it's like I that's why I said, where the fuck did they get all these guns from mm-hmm. if they homeless, When you heard the gu- you know? the guns from the cops, right? And then you heard their guns, it was like pellets mm-hmm. versus bazookas. Yes. It like, was. oh my goodness. Did they say what gun they had? I don't know, but you, but did I'm you see the video when he was coming when he came out the car? I saw with a, a little glimpse of it, but it was uh, like shadow. It was I mean, um, blurry. Mm. I mean, they, this was like when he parked pretty. the U-Haul, got out, and he was like, that. "You saw this? Oh damn! Yeah, you saw that." Mm-hmm. So it was long, like big, big. That was a big gun. So. Um, anyways, one more person I wanted to shout out. We didn't even do Thriving While Black. Sorry, Thriving While Black typically comes before the socials. But I wanted to shout out um, Mr. Frank Educational Gilmore of Jersey City. He was recently on um, Ellen. Ellen recently did her, um, what does she call it? Like the, her big night of giveaways, basically. Mm-hmm. Which 12 days of giveaways. Something like that. Yeah, I implore you guys to watch it. You'll guaranteed like start crying and shit because she ellen goes ham when she she gives shit away oh my god um but this young man he's 37 he's a former drug dealer and turns his life around and has a community center in jersey city Mm -hmm. and basically he thought that he was just being interviewed um from ellen he said when i first when they first reached out to me i thought it was a prank um so he wasn't really like receptive to the idea um, but long story short, Ellen sent out Michael B. Jordan, who is from Newark, um, to um, his community center in Jersey City. And, you know, he literally just walked in. Now, the camera's already in there because he thinks he's being interviewed for Ellen. Right, right. But meanwhile, Michael B. Jordan walks in. So the kids in, in Wu, that's oh, his name, right. He oh, they look like, <laughs> wait a minute, like, that's Michael B. Jordan. Like, so Michael B. Jordan comes in and he's like, yo, you know, like, you know, you know that you're being interviewed for Ellen, but this is her big week giveaway. So he's like, yeah, Ellen's going to pay your rent for two months. And he's like, oh, man, that's amazing. He was like, oh, wait, no, man, I'm sorry, for six months. And he was like, what? He's like, no, I'm sorry, uh, two years, two years rent paid. He was like, but that's not it. He goes out, comes back in, puts this big ass box on the table. He's like, yeah, this is for you. He opens the box, $50,000 cash. Oh. 
he went to Lincoln High School in Jersey City. So he's like, oh, that's um, I heard you, you know, you used to play ball or whatever at Lincoln. They walk into Lincoln in the gym is all of his old teachers, family members, his Yo, kids, his wife. Through my body. Just so then he's like, oh, we not done yet. They go outside and he's like, you know, I heard it's kind of hard for you to get around the community. They bought him a Mercedes Sprinter van. Oh my God. Like what? What, Ellen? It was just amazing. I think it's like just so dope, like crazy and 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 kind of weird at the same time that this story came out right when Tuesday was happening. So it was like you, we needed some type of like some good news, and right? You know what's crazy? Is people probably told him he was crazy. Yeah, sure. For doing a community sure. center in mm-hmm. Jersey, sure, <laughs> sure. But, but the <laughs> thing about it is, well, what's even crazier is that the simple fact that. They didn't show this story no light at all. That's fucked up. Right. Like the only like love I'm that like, why I are people not? About why, why are people not like? I mean, it's on NJ.com, but like, why are people not talk? Like, this is great. Like, this is amazing, and, and this is what we, we need. But because it's negative, the more people want to see. Yeah. It. This is not gonna get them a lot of hits. You want me to tell you something? I always say this. World star, right? I use this example a million times. I remember when there was a kid. He got accepted into like. 12, 15, 20 colleges. Mm-hmm. Right? On, they put it on World Star. Mm. Right next to his video was uh, some girls fighting. Mm-hmm. So the videos were next to each other. I think he had like 12,000 views. Mm-hmm. The girl video, the girl fighting video, I think had like three, 400,000 views. Right. Wow. Like, like, it's like only 12,000 people cared to read that mm-hmm. story exactly. of a young teenage kid getting accepted yeah. to colleges yeah. and he ain't even. Right. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's like that's, that's the why the world we live it in. It really is, and it's he, up to us to to control the narrative mm-hmm. and use platforms like this and to get those stories it, out there, mm-hmm. and not only just mention it, but say people's names, right? Say exactly what it is the fuck that they do. That's why I love Thriving Wild Black because otherwise, if it weren't for Thriving Wild Black, I wouldn't know about the stories, mm-hmm. right? And if if it, it wasn't weren't for, for the me, People's Podcast, hello. I wouldn't know 90% right. of the Hello. shit I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Hello. Shit. Out here trying so. to inform the people and tell them something. No, seriously. But that was all I had for in other news today. Thank you, Amber. Yeah, so after uh, the socials. Well, I don't I don't even know what we're getting into next. What are we doing? Uh, we're going to get into uh, Word on the Street. No? Oh, okay. So... Um, <laughs> We don't have to. Um, so we the segment of Word on the Street is what was created because um in honor of the nineties. Um I just felt like the nineties was I was born in the eighties. Well, most of us was born in the eighties but was raised in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But and we learned a lot from a lot of words, a lot of television shows. Um, and we, we, we really, this is what's catapulted us into the 2000s. And I've just felt like the 90s and the 80s is what really made us who we was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's why Word on the Street was created. Um, so today's Word on the Street is, is going to be, um, is going to start off with a quote from our sister the the great Ianla Van Zan Van Zan 
So um, bear with me real quick. Um, I got y'all. Three, two, one. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And no. one and two and three and four and get them sit-ups right, right and tuck your tummy tight <laughs> and do your sit-ups like, like this. Get head, stop, breathe, get up, check the oh, yeah, whole song. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help my friend. He's trying to get his thoughts together. Okay. Here we go. I'm sorry, I have notes. And I'm sorry that I was not prepared. I'm sorry. I, I, I could have went and did I told you we could have did a different segment mm -hmm. for You want me to go ahead? Okay, so I don't remember the quote, um, but I'm just going to start it off with this. You just got to know that... Um, it takes... Well, that's the snap of a finger. A snap of a finger for Ooh. time to pass you. Okay. And that's a quote from your your, your homeboy, HJ. I cannot find the quote from um, Yanla, so it just takes that for time to just pass you. Okay. So this, this um, segment of The Word on the Street, as you may know, is time. And time, um, Webster's Dictionary says that time is measured or measurable period during which an action process or condition exists or continues um, and like I've been doing in the spirit of the holiday season um, I gave three bullet points on time um, time can be measured on success mm -hmm. um, time can be measured on forgiveness and time can be measured on mourning um, and I'm gonna break it down whereas um, with success um, for me, for instance, um, I was working with a job for approximately seven years and I've been in my latter stages of my job. I was very, very miserable. Mm -hmm. um, it, it came a time where I was like, wow, crazy. Whereas I'm like, yo, God, when are you going to give me something new? Everybody around me is going to is going to get a new job. Everybody around me is getting a new job. Like, when are you going to bless me? When is it going to be my time? Ooh. It was just like, yo, God, like, it was just like a student that already knew the answer to the question. And you were raising your hand because you already knew the answer. It was just like, pick me, God. Like, when is it going to be my time? Mm -hmm. And everything that I was learning was in due time to prepare me for what I had in store for me. Because mm -hmm. one thing that I learned about success is when it's your turn and when it's your time mm -hmm. no one can ever take it away from you mm -hmm. um and i had to learn that um mentally physically and emotionally because i had to be all encompassing on those things to make sure that it was my right time and now that i like today i had a holiday party and i felt so so appreciative and i felt so grateful for what I went through in the last seven years because it made me understand why I had to wait so long because those that had to go through what they had to go through for me to step into my new position they had to leave out and it had to be the right time and everything was the right timing and now I am able to appreciate successfully what I had mm -hmm. um forgiveness um there's a lot of things growing up I mean you know like I said in the past in my 20s 
during my 20s, there was a lot of things that I felt like um, I was very ignorant to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so sad because I felt like I knew it all. But it wasn't until I turned 30 that I was like everything that I learned in my 20s. I was very ignorant and I was very immature about. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that it wasn't my time to learn. Um, we say it a lot on the podcast, whereas I may learn something at 31 mm-hmm. that somebody else is learning at uh, 21. But it's all about timing. Um one thing that we just got to realize is that no matter what age you learn that lesson from, you can't get that back because mm-hmm. time presents itself. And at that time, is that was your lesson that you need to be learned. Um, so morning. So in, lo- in lieu of this holiday season, there's a lot of um, things that we have to be grateful for. But there's a lot of people that probably cannot get those certain people back that they wish that they could get back um get back so they can be able to celebrate this rejoice occasion whether it's thanksgiving or um um christmas that's coming up in the next two days um weeks weeks, through days (laughs) weeks um so shout out to my my great uncle um he passed away Tuesday and um, one thing I want to say is like uh, like my aunts and my uncles are crying and they're looking at me like yo why aren't you crying I was like well listen this man lived 99 years on this earth Mm -hmm. Um, I never knew my grandfather Um, I knew him before I knew my grandfather and I knew that he was a great man so just to know that this man lived 99 years and I knew you before I knew my grandfather like I, it just made me like happy mm-hmm. like it just like gave me bubbly feelings because at that moment where I I got to know him mm-hmm. and I know that he's going to send that message to my grandfather mm-hmm. and he, I'm like they all going to be happy because I knew all of my uncles before I knew all my grandfather mm-hmm. so um so I just want to give you like yo time like I said before time waits for no man. Hmm. Um, when it comes to this holiday season, um, just to get over that time, um, I lost a couple people in my life just as you have as well. You just gotta acknowledge that yo the holiday season is coming, and you gotta be you gotta understand that once you acknowledge the fact that the holiday is coming and you know that once it's coming. You ain't got no time to wait for it because it ain't gonna wait for you. Um, you just gotta make sure, like, yo, it's okay. It's okay for you to be mourning, and it's okay to let everybody around you know that you're mourning as well. Because no matter what's happening, you have to get over that time to make sure that you're 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 really happy. And you got to make sure that you're reassured mm-hmm. that yo, in order to get to that next holiday season. I got to get through this. Mm-hmm. And just like that, it takes time for you to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be honest with yourself that um, that those around you know that, okay, it's not going to be easy. So once you let them know that it's not going to be easy, they're not going to be more so pressured, pressuring you that I need you to be happy. I need you to be happy. No, it's not your time yet. Um, lastly, um, know that it's, it, it takes a recovery time. Recovery has no time limit. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it may take people three right. three years it may it may take people two minutes it may take people a week recovery has no time limit so if you want to mourn someone um i like what was so freaking crazy transparent moment and i have about 30 seconds um uh i lost someone when at the age of 14 um and i called her my sister and i've been calling my sister for for a very long time um and i was recovering from her passing away for years mm-hmm. um and it was just like everybody was like yo she passed away and when she passed away i didn't, i wasn't able to go to my go to her funeral and it was because my parents wanted me to remember her as if she was alive which was I'm going to say it in the podcast, which was the worst thing that they could have ever told me mm-hmm. because I just feel like remembering her as if she was alive, just giving me false hope that mm-hmm. she's going to still walk through mm-hmm. that door. Mm-hmm. So at least seeing her in that casket would have gave me at least a reassurance that, yo, she may not come back and may have made me heal a mm-hmm. little bit faster. So um, it gave me, um, it let me know that, yo, um, I will, I forgot what I was going to say, but yo, um, it takes that time and make it, you, you just got to make sure that you're going to be okay to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I lost my train of thought and that is your word on the street with your boy HJ. So I hope that this word on the street takes you through the holiday season. And if it doesn't, you know where to reach us um, on our Gmail account, on our IG, or you can hit us up on our personal account. So to like share time with us, because I mean, yo, um, I just found out on Sunday that I spent like um, an hour and a half on my social media. So that means that I am listening and I am reading your quotes and your messages on our social media. So, I mean, if you need us on the podcast, because if I spend an hour and a half, then I know that they spend you don't a know. long That's time. what I be doing on the social media. <laughs> right. So, if y'all, if, y'all, if y'all need us, we here for you. Um, holiday season is coming up very, holiday very fast. Season. So, let's go. This Christmas, let's make it a good one. Okay? Mm-hmm. I love y'all. Thank you, Joe. That was dope um, because that is definitely something I know myself I struggle with. And during the holidays, it's usually I've, I used to be in a holiday spirit and stuff like that. And, that you know, after the last couple of years, it's just not a thing. But I'm trying to get back into it. And so I'm glad that you shared that word so that people who listen to this show know that it's not just them. Because that just made me feel like hey, it's not just you. Like, mm-hmm. this is a thing. So that was dope. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do a segment about sure nothing. Sure thing. Um, so I have a segment about nothing. Um, this week, I'm going to talk about ego versus versus consciousness. Um, and so a segment about nothing, guys, is a mental health segment where I just talk a little bit about some things that I've been learning through my, my mental wellness journey. Um, and last week, I mentioned something called ego stories. And I wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit more about... Um, why your ego stories play such a big part in your, like how you present yourself, how you feel about yourself. Um, And sometimes if you suffer from imposter syndrome, why you feel this way. So um, in order to talk about ego, 
but I'm gonna tell you what it is and start is in light of your mental wellness. But I have to talk to you about consciousness because that is the opposite of who you are in your ego. So, um, I will have to start by saying that your ego is part of it's a part of our mind that we have not been educated about. That's not something like people tell you to be conscious, to be aware, but people don't tell you about your ego, right? Um, and ego work is very important. Um, and I'll tell you why ego work is very important because in order to heal from um, these things and these traumas that we have gone through in our life, we need to learn how to make choices separate from our ego. And sometimes that's hard for us to do when all we know is who we've been pretending to be all of our life. And I will say um, we've been pretending is because... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're bless fine. You. God bless you. Our identity of self started from childhood. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, we need to heal from this because it started in our childhood our number one desire was to receive love. So our ego created meaning about who we are based on the feedback that we received from the people that we wanted to satisfy. And that's how we created our ego. So when we are unconscious and not aware, self-aware, our ego takes control of our choices and our behavior. All right, so let's just break it down. What is ego? Ego is our own self-concept. Anything you say after I, I am, I will, I do, I think, dot, 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 that's your ego. Now, who you want to perceive, you who you want others to perceive you to be. Mm -hmm. We show parts of ourselves that we think are good. When we're when we dealing with our ego, we show parts of ourselves that we think are good and we hide the ones that we think are bad. Mm -hmm. But why do we feel that way? Because the thoughts that we have about ourselves that are good are the the things that we did and thought that made other people satisfied with us mm -hmm. or happy with us. Um and that's our ego. That's not our consciousness into play. So that's where the ego works overtime to defend this version of ourselves and manage the perception of everyone else in our lives, even strangers. Hmm. And this honestly takes too much time and energy when your ego has to work overtime so you could continue to be this person that everybody has thought and known you to be mm -hmm. and how you speak about yourself. So they think that you are this person. You taking up too much time and energy not being authentic, not even being who you are. It's like waking up and trying to be two people, trying to maintain yourself in yourself and deal with those traumas and those hurts and those pains and those things that you think and feel while trying still to be the strong friend and trying to be, you know, the confident businesswoman mm -hmm. or trying to be that eager student with all the degrees. Let your ego know who your ego is and then don't be conscious of yourself. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. <coughs> Begin the practice of observing your stream of thoughts. Your stream of thoughts, these are the ego stories I was talking to you all about last week. Be begin to practice observing your stream of thoughts. Start noticing the narratives that come up in your thoughts this is consciousness 
understand when you have these thoughts, the narrative behind them and where they come from. This is you being conscious and self-aware. What stories does your mind tell you about yourself? The stories that you create, what do they tell you about yourself and who you really are? And honestly, this is simply the internalized voices of the people from way back, closest to us, and it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. These are the things that you've worked yourself up to do in order to satisfy those people and receive the gratification you were looking for. It's not your truth because that's not how you really feel. Knowing, accepting, and befriending your ego gives you the freedom to live life on your own terms because you are self-aware. Mm -hmm. If your ego is some, it's a part of you because it's, it's, it's come with you so many years, right? But you're, you're not just living there and saying, oh, this is how I am. This is how I, you know, I'm this way and I think this way because, you know, I dealt with this before or, but I know better now. So I'm conscious of myself when I'm in these certain situations that I don't have to be that person. I can be transparent. Like, so here, I'm here with my friends um, and I'm talking on this podcast and I'm honest about me having bad days and how like sometimes I don't like to talk to nobody or something like that. Like I can do that. Before, I used to be like, nah, I'm good. You know, I worked hard today. I'm successful. Mm -hmm. um, I got my shit together, everyone. Mm -hmm. Because that's what people like to hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear that good stuff. Because if I, t if I sit here and tell everybody, well, last week was a shitty week. I was depressed. Right. They don't hear that. I didn't get out of time. bed. They'd be like, this girl always fucking depressed. She mm -hmm. should just go somewhere. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just a few statements just so you could understand um how because uh, i don't know my, some of the things i might have said might not have been clear but i'll just give you a few examples um so your ego i will tell you what your ego is saying but what your consciousness is saying within that statement so your ego will say well they did this on purpose your consciousness says they did what they knew how to do so when people do bad things to you it's not because they intentionally want to hurt you, but sometimes you don't know that person don't know nothing, don't know how to do nothing but hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's not your responsibility. Um, your ego might say, if I mattered to them, they would have done better. But your consciousness will tell you people's behavior is how they feel about themselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. Your ego will say, things should be easier for me. But your consciousness will say, this story allows me to avoid stepping into my power. Hmm. That's a segment about nothing. That was good. Uh, um, so on this week's Amber's Little Gems, I'm actually short and sweet. Um, I mean, sometimes I go on tangents. We'll see how this goes. We got about 15 minutes left with you guys. Um... This week, I'm going to quote someone from Twitter. There's something that I saw, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's what you like, said. It was like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> this person, her name is at Dr. Thema, and she said, she tweeted, our insecurities are revealed in our choices. At times, we pick pawns, not realizing that we're equipped for oceans so i picked that quote because i've i've noticed myself picking pawns mm. 
and wondering why I'm not fulfilled in this pond that only comes up to my ankles that I can't float in. Mm -hmm. I can't swim in. I can't have fun and I can't splash around like sure I'm in there. I got my feet wet, but that's all I could do is get my feet wet when in reality to be fulfilled, to have fun, to enjoy myself. To feel felt, right? To feel feelings, mm -hmm. to experience, to have an experience. I need to be in an ocean that will encompass, that will engulf me, right? Mm -hmm. Something that is so bigger than me that I will never fit into, ever. Mm -hmm. And I find myself in these different ponds, like, okay, I, I, it's like you finish a level of Sonic, or you finish all the levels of Sonic, and then it's like, now what? Mm -hmm. You finish Super Mario brothers and now what right when in reality you should be taking like a pre-count class mm. or you should be taking some classes in this or some classes in that like i guess the point is stop being content with the pond because you got your feet wet stop being content with a connection that got you your feet wet mm. or you got your hand or half your body in the door you need to start surrounding yourself with people who are going to pull you into the deep end of the pool and you're going to have to fend for yourself and fight the current and fight the waves and make your way back to the surface aka do the fucking work to prove to yourself that this is where you're really supposed to be so stop being content with just having your feet wet mm -hmm. oh, i'm about to have this inter internship mm -hmm. with x y and z company an internship mm -hmm. really you got the skills to be a junior manager Right. Stop being content with just having your feet wet. Oh, I met this person. She told me he told me he would send my resume to X, Y, Z. That's having your feet wet. Like mm -hmm. that's kind of in the door when in reality you have the skills to talk for yourself, to speak for yourself, to meet the CEO of the company yourself. Mm -hmm. Stop being content. Stop stifling your own abilities because you are afraid, right? And it's not just afraid of failure. I don't really think that we're afraid of failure. I think that we are afraid of other people doubting us and saying, how dare you think that you could do that? Mm. How dare you think you could own your own business? Let's stop waiting for other people to inspire us. Let's stop waiting to be inspired. Let's stop waiting for a meme or a quote on Instagram to have us get our shit together. Right. Let's stop. Let's stop waiting for outside sources to make us realize how fire we are. Mm -hmm. When you know you the shit and you waiting to read the perfect fucking Instagram quote <laughs> to set a fire up under you. Like for what? So stop being content with just having your feet wet and jump into the deep end. Go a little further out into the ocean because you'll end up floating regardless. All right now. Right. As long as you are comfortable you trust yourself you trust your surroundings you trust the water right don't be content with just a little bit and this 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 can go on a business side this can go on an entrepreneurial side and this can also go in a relationship side mm -hmm. let's stop being content with the little bit that niggas want to give us that these girls want to give us don't be content because somebody texts you back don't be happy because somebody answered your FaceTime. Don't be happy because you got a good morning text. 
right? Let's stop being so happy with the bare minimum. I hope this is resonating with somebody. That's Amber's little gems for this week. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. What time is it? 8.50. Oh, we got a final thought, huh? Yep. We got a final thought. Uh, I'll go <laughs> first, me. and I'll make mine quick. Uh, I had it in my head because I was like, ooh, is you make this your final thought? You talk about ego versus consciousness. Um, but it's kind of um, half gone. Um, you said it's half gone. Yeah, half gone. Um, but I, I, what I wanted to say was basically, um, like, when we talk about ego versus consciousness and how we have to show up as two different people sometimes, you can't be mad at people when they expect you to be who you showed up as. Because when you walk into these rooms and these spaces and you are this person and you present yourself as this person, it was kind of like, oh, my God, what that, um, oh, it just came to me. One of the psychologists that was there, Dr. Key, um, follow him at Key to Wellness, he made a reference like, you like people you go into church and, you know, then you get sick of the church people. But it's like, but you showed up saying you could sing. And now you mad because they want you on the choir every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be mad at people for challenging you to be who you showed up as. Because if you showed up as this person, ready, willing, and able to do this, then that is who they are expecting you to be. But why don't you just show up as you are, who you are, what you're expecting, and, and what you can give. You know, the, be authentic so people can know what to expect from you. You know what? I really want Asia to do this today, but I know, like, she been saying she ain't been really feeling well on her mental, so I don't really want to bother her with that. Rather than me showing up, like, I'm superwoman every fucking way, so everybody could just ask me for shit. You know, meanwhile, inside, I'm not there. Don't be mad at people for believing what you said or what you showed them. Right. That should challenge you to be more uh, true to yourself. Um, and my last little quote, because I wrote it in my notes yesterday. Um, the aftermath, and this is on a whole nother tangent. Not a tangent, but you could put it all together because I think that this can tie in. But the aftermath of standing up for yourself may be difficult. But remember, that is still the right choice. So when I decided to take my mental health journey seriously and be more self-aware and self-conscious, I have experienced some difficulties with people accepting this side of me when I created boundaries and when I started doing things differently. But however, I will never regret it. So even though the aftermath and, and, and of this whole thing of you standing up for yourself and taking care of yourself may be difficult, remember that you made the right choice by standing up for yourself. That's my final thought. So my final thought today is You can't pour from an empty cup Take care of yourself Uh Um, How are you? Just like Asia Asia just said And I mean there's no need for me to reiterate it It's just like more so If you're an empty cup and you don't have anything to pour into anyone else. Why are you consistently doing so? You have to work on yourself. You got to fill yourself up. You got to eat in order for you to be healthy or to be nourished. So in order to to feed into yourself, you got to take care of yourself. Like, don't worry about the world or what the world has to has has to 
what is doing don't worry about the what the world is doing right now you gotta worry about yourself your friends and everybody else that wants you you gotta be truthful show up like they just say show up for as who you are you can't pour into nobody mm-hmm. if you empty hmm. you just right. that empty cup right you waiting for people to pour into you. you and people are pulling from you because they think people you got are something so into, and you know what's so sad is that i watched a video a couple weeks ago i was talking to somebody and it was just like this video of somebody talking to everybody in the world and you trying to be there for everybody in the world and it's just like everybody in the world don't know that you're soaking in their feelings and they're not asking for you to soak in for their feelings you're just soaking it in and once you go home you're just a hot tired mess Mm -hmm. Hmm. oh my god the exhaustion and you're so freaking exhausted and it's just like when am i gonna have time for myself and then you wonder why you're so exhausted Mm -hmm. um you can't pour into nobody else if you don't have anybody to pour into you Mm -hmm. so take this time during this holiday season whether it's family time and there is that moment whereas you can unplug yourself and still be available you can be you can unplug yourself to the world and still be there for those around you, you boundaries just, that's you all. just gotta you just gotta know your boundaries mm-hmm. you gotta know your boundaries you can be there for people without being there for people Cause when Especially they, at them dinner tables Right Cause when they start telling you about what's going on in their life You can say okay well sis I hope you get through it That's it Because at that moment you want to know Everything what's going on with them And yes you gotta realize Once you know about what that's going on You gotta handle it So I mean like You can't You can't pour into it you as an empty cup can't pour into people. Hmm. Uh-uh. So I mean, hey. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, real quick. So I'm taking a course, um, a, a course for a cert- certification. I was about to say it wrong again. Certification, um, at Cornell University, and um. One of the projects is a it's a certification in um, women's entrepreneurship. So one of the one of the courses is called Growth Leadership for Female Entrepreneurs, and we had to talk about setbacks. And it's an online course, so I described my online uh, my online I described my setback or whatever. And the professor wrote back to me, um, and she. Um, gave me a dope quote about resilience um, from an article that she actually wrote herself. So I'm just going to read from this um, quote and then give a little bit of my opinion on it. So she says, emotional resilience is the ability to adapt to stressful situations and cope with life's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Resilience does not eliminate stress or erase life's difficulties, but it allows you to tackle or accept problems live through adversity and move on with your life while resilient people do not allow adversity to define them or their lives and they're able to roll with the punches quote unquote less resilient people have a harder time with stress and life changes however being rigidly strong like just super duper strong without any flexibility is also unhelpful and it'll lead to quote unquote stress fractures 
A resilient person is like bamboo in a hurricane, bending rather than breaking, being flexible and adaptable rather than rigidly resistant. Similarly, buildings such as built so buildings such as bridges and high built. I'm sorry, she wrote this wrong, but bridges and high buildings are resilient when they allow movement rather than holding together rigidly. So in other words, don't let what life may throw at you um, unexpectedly knock you down, but instead move along, right? Move along with whatever that unfortunate happenstance may be and you conform to that difference in your norm. You don't allow it to break you. You don't allow it to change your mental. You don't allow it to change your outlook on life. It may change your path on which you, it may change the path that you're on to get to your particular destination. You may take a detour, but you never get ran off the road, so to speak. So be resilient. Um, Go with the punches. Be able to bend but not break. Because life will throw some shit at you. And sometimes you you may be like 10 yards from the goal line, from your finish line, from your destination. And life will say, you know what? Don't really think that's the way you should go. Throw something crazy at you. And next thing you know, you're three football fields away from where you thought you were going. In the end, I promise no matter how hurtful, how sad, how how defeated you may feel, everything always works out in the end. And sometimes it takes us to make big boy and big girl decisions to realize that, you know what, that path, that wasn't the path for me. Because if had it not been for that trial or tribulation, I would not be where I am right now. And it takes a resilient person to be able to view life that way and not have a pity party and be woe is me right and be why me why is this happening to me and then now you shut down you get out your car you let your car rot on the side of the road instead of taking that detour it might have set your gps from five minutes away to three hours away Mm. but you still go on for the rest of those three hours in order to get to where you're going to So be resilient, right? Bend, don't break. It ain't worth it to break. That's my final thought. Uncle Ray, you got anything? Um, I have something. I think I got something. Okay. Right now. This is exciting. I like what Uncle Ray be talking (laughs) about. I actually copied this earlier today, too. Uh, People will come and go in life, but the person in the mirror will be there forever. So be good to your damn self. Yes. <laughs> yes. Damn self. Okay. And with that being said, this was the 54th episode of the People's Podcast. I am Miss Amber Nicole. I'm your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. And it's your boy, HJ, on the mic. Thank you again, Uncle Ra, for being here for another night of us with the shenanigans. Love you guys. Love you, too. We'll see you guys next week for episode 55. Mm, Bye. (laughs) Yeah.